you have your Bibles, open them up with me to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Today we're going to pray uh, for this word, and uh, I want to just ask you on this day that we celebrate so much, uh, our good friend Luther Miller, who uh, was one of our elders for many years, moved about a year and a half ago to Kansas, uh, passed away yesterday. And we love Luther. We, we're going to miss him. Uh, but we know where Luther's at. Amen? And uh, I want to encourage you this week to be praying for his family. For those of you who are really interested, we'll be sending an email uh, blast out about all the details of that later this week to let you know the details uh, of the services. Father, we, uh, we thank you today. We do pray for the Millers today. Uh, Luther is such an integral part of so many of our lives around here for years and years and years. He endures. And now we pray for their family that you'd bring comfort and strength to them uh, in this hour. Father, as we look at your word, let your word come alive in us. Let every one of us know our condition before you. Let not one person leave this room today not sure of their condition before you. Not lied to, not deceived by any cultural statement or any lie of the enemy. But let us be certain from your word of our condition before you. And Father, let us understand the love that you have for us in sending your Son to pay the price for our sin. Help us in this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are all alive today. We are all uh, here today as a result of birth. Some mother gave us birth. Across the spectrum of humanity, we hold this to be common. Nobody's come in through any other side door. The Son of God himself came through birth. Mary gave him birth. If you were blessed, you got a mom that, who loved you. You got a mom who Wanted, to bless, wanted the best for you. You got a mom who fed you when you were hungry. And as we heard so many times a day, how important that is. <laughs> got a mom who comforted us when we were hurt. Sacrificed for you when you needed stuff. And when nobody else did, still saw the best in you. And still wanted the best for you. This is how we come into this world. Now, I understand that some of us have a mom who gave us birth and didn't stick around very long. And then many of us were blessed, many were blessed with another mom who became mom in every other way. If your mom is still alive today, I want to encourage you to take some time and tell her how you feel. Now, I know we live in the day of social media where it's easy to text and it's easy to email and it's easy to do all of these things. But I, I want to encourage you today. 
I want to encourage you today. Look, if you, get, if you have the chance, look her in the eye. If you don't have the chance, even FaceTime her, call her. But let her hear the words out of your mouth that you love her. That'll mean a lot more than a text. And if today your mom is gone and you miss her, you're struggling today a little bit because you can't tell your mom how much you love her and you wish you could look her in the eye, here's a way you can honor her this week. Take a plate of cookies to somebody. You know, take, a, take some flowers to someone who wouldn't get them. Take somebody out who's in need and buy them a dress and help them out a little bit. Do something this week that you know would make your mom smile because you took care of somebody and you ministered to somebody. Let that be a way of dealing with the grief a little bit this week. Do something to honor your mom. Have you ever thought about what you would do if your child was in danger? Many men relate to a movie like the Taken series, even though we don't have a certain set of skills. <laughs> but we think of what we would do if anything happened to protect our children. And the hard truth is, is we don't know what we would do if our child was in danger for the most part. We, we may fantasize about what we would do. We may dream about what we would do. But there's, many, there's as many stories about parents in the face of danger who frozen in the face of it as those who have gone out and done something about it. Now, I can tell you with, with all certainty, I can tell you with all certainty what my wife would do if my kids were in danger. I can say that because it unwittingly was simulated one day when my, my daughter Jessica was about a year old. Now, I, I hate it when my wife tells this story because I come across like a big clod, stupid and foolish and dumb uh, and, and just kind of mean. mean and, and, and the reality is it's because I was all of those things and more. <laughs> but I can at least tell you the pathway I took to get there, and some of you will understand it a little better. When Jessica was little and, 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 and a baby's toddling around, we lived in a house just behind an office building, and, and in the street that would lead down to our home, they were doing construction work on it. It was closed, and you had to drive way around that street to some other streets. It was literally about a five or six, seven-minute extra drive to get to the back roads where you could come into our neighborhood. And so there would be times when I would come home uh, maybe for lunch or come home for a short time that I wouldn't take that drive around. I would pull into that office building behind uh, our house and I would park in, the, in, the, in their parking lot and just walk across the lot uh, into our backyard and, and come home for a few minutes. And this one day I was coming home for lunch and as I got home I pulled into that parking lot and was walking across the lot, and I could see through the lot that Renee was out in the front yard working, doing some things with the shrubbery out in the front yard, kind of trimming things up, maybe planting some flowers or something. 
And while she was out there, Jessica, just, just able to toddle around, was toddling around in the front yard. And she was kind of watching her. And it was a beautiful day out. And so I get this idea, you know, of, you know <laughs> let's have some fun with this. This will be a fun thing. We'll, have a, we'll all have a good laugh about this. I will sneak over next to the house where Renee can't see me. And, and I will call Jessica over and she'll... She'll come over to me, and I'll take her back to the backyard and put her in the backyard, and I'll hide behind a bush, and Renee will think, what happened to Jessica? And she'll wander back there and go, how did you get back here so fast? It's amazing how quick you are. I can't believe it. And then I'll come out from behind the bush, and we'll all laugh, and it'll be funny. It'll be great. <laughs> Best play, laid plans of mice and men, correct? I mean... So I, I'm up by the house, and Jessica's, you know, wandering around, and, and, and I'm kind of trying to get her to come to me, but she won't get, come all the way to me. So I think, okay, when Renee's not looking, I'll just grab her and run to the backyard. <laughs> it almost worked. It almost worked. She didn't see me. All she saw was two arms reach out from around the house and grab her little girl and jerk her back. I turned in that moment and took about two or three steps heading to the backyard, thinking I'd gotten away with it, <laughs> when I heard this blood-curdling scream. No! Now, I know it was blood curdling because my blood curdled. <laughs> All thoughts of our humorous moment together laughing and hugging each other and thinking about how funny we all are and how cute we are drained right out of the soles of my feet into the ground. And in the next moment, my wife came around the corner of that house with the fury of a thousand hurricanes. <laughs> I am totally convinced if there had been a barbarian horde standing there armed to the teeth, she would have thrown all of her strength against them and, 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 and to, to, to take them on to protect her little girl. In a moment, I was horrified at what I had done, and I was impressed by what she had done. Because I knew in that moment she was going to do everything she could to protect her little girl. That's the way most of us feel, isn't it? We'd do anything we could. Many of us are here today because we know what that love's like, not only from our moms, but we've discovered that love from Jesus. that he did everything he could to save us. He knew that we'd been carried away into slavery, that an enemy bent to steal and kill and destroy had thrown himself against us. And he came and invaded this earth and threw himself against that enemy. And he has overcome him. You may be here today because someone loves you so much that they want you 
to discover the love of Jesus. They want you to know what it is. To know who he is and to experience the love that he has for you every day and to walk in that love every day. You may have been invited here today because they want you to discover this pathway to be born again that Jesus gave to us. So in their love for you, they said, hey, come go with me. Come hear this story. Because see, our moms who love us more than maybe most of us can imagine still know we need saved. They still know that we need Jesus in our life for eternity. And that they don't have anything to offer to save you except offering you Jesus. And they want you to hear about him. In the middle of this mess that I caused, my little girl, she didn't, Jessica, she didn't sense any danger at all. She wasn't concerned about anything that was happening. And I want to tell you, that's exactly the way the enemy wants you to feel. He wants you to walk through this earth with no sense of danger. With no sense of what's about to happen to you. No sense of your separation from God. No sense of your need for God. No sense that you're in danger of being separated from God for all eternity. Many times see people see Jesus the way we see our mothers and the way we see our fathers until we grow up and become one. We think that everything they do is simply because we are so wonderful and we are so deserving. And they're doing all of these things basically because we deserve all of these things. And they know it and it's really for themselves that they get up in the middle of the night and comfort us when we're sick and minister to us in time of need and celebrate with us in time of victory. Then we grow up and we have kids of our own. And we understand for the first time, I'd rather be sick than them sick. I'd rather go through the pain than them go through the pain. And we get it. We want to see the goodness in them. We want to, we want to look at them and see the great things in them. And then we begin to realize as we grow up that they sacrificed for us. Mom and dad gave up things for us so we could have a little bit more. This is the mistake we make many times with Jesus. We see Jesus and we think about him and we think, oh, he's a good teacher. We think about Jesus, we think, oh, he, he was a guy of love and merciful and kind to people and a healer. We may think he was a good philosopher. Or we may even know that he went to the cross. But we miss the point that he is a warrior fighting for us. A great one of sacrifice, giving his all on the cross for us. We forget that he literally threw, uh, threw himself against the hordes of hell to rescue us 
from their grip. The deceiver comes along and whispers in your ear, nothing's wrong, you're okay. He comes along and whispers into our ear, hey, when we die, everybody goes to a better place. He comes along and whispers in our ear, go ahead and do what you want now. You can get ready later. He whispers in our ear, there's no God who really cares about your need or what you're doing. He whispers, this enemy whispers in our ear, you, 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 you're going to, you know, the way you feel is really right. Your feelings are what matter. There are a lot of people who are worse than you. You want to you go to hell and be with your friends anyway, don't you? Or worse, there's no hell at all. You're safe, sound, smarter than everybody else. And we forget that Jesus gave his all to rescue us from something. Not just for another good story, but because we needed rescued. Let me ask you a couple questions today. Have you ever done what you wanted to do and ignored what God would have you to do? Have you ever done that? There have been a time in your life when you knew what God would have you to do, but you just went ahead and did your own thing. You ignored what God would have you to do. Have you ever worried more about pleasing other people or getting what you want than pleasing God? Has that ever happened to you? You ever been more concerned about fitting in with the crowd and being a part of the crowd and than pleasing God? Have you ever used God's name to curse others or used his name simply in anger as an expression? Have you ever used his name to try to get what you want to manipulate somebody? Have you ever smarted off to your mom or dad and treated them with disrespect? Did that ever happen in your life? Have you ever carried hate in your heart for somebody else? Have you ever been sexually active outside of biblical marriage? Have you ever taken something that wasn't yours? Have you ever said something that wasn't true? Misled people? Have you ever been jealous of what others had and wished you had it for yourself? Have you ever just been selfish? Self-centered? Friends, if we've done any of those things, and probably most of us have done the majority of them at one time or another. It speaks to the enemy's grip on our life and the brokenness of our spirit that needs to be healed. All of those reflect back to the basic commandments of Christ that reveal to us our brokenness. You may have told one lie, I may have told a hundred and somebody else may have told a thousand, but it makes all of us one thing. 
that makes all of us liars. You may have stolen one dollar, I may have stolen ten, somebody else may have stolen a hundred, but it makes all of us one thing. Thieves. You may, not have been, you may not have been sexually immoral since you were married, but you were. There was a time. If we go down through this list and we, can, we look at those times and we begin to build our little checkbox of which ones we were guilty of, it's not long until we understand very clearly that we were broken that we're sinners. Here's how the Bible says it. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm not outside of that boat, and neither are you. And this is why Jesus came and threw himself against our issue. So that what we deserve, we wouldn't get. And what we don't deserve, we do get. He offers us the grace of God and separates us from the grip of the enemy who means to destroy us. Jesus loved you and came to this earth to die on the cross so that you and I that have been born once by a mother could be born again by the Spirit of God. That we could be set free from what we were and delivered into the grace of God. You cannot live on this earth without the work of a mother and you cannot live in eternity without the work of Jesus. There's only one way. John 3.16 puts it this way. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's why so many of us gather together every Sunday morning and we sing to him and we lift our hands to him and we rejoice to him because he's paid the price for our eternity. It's why we bow our knee to him and confess him as our Lord and put all of our faith in him for our eternity because we couldn't get there on our own. We need him. And it's why we look at all of our friends and all of our loved ones and say, come and hear a story about a man who loved you so much he gave himself on the cross so you could be set free and eternity could be yours in the grace of God. Hallelujah. But Jesus said it so clearly to Nicodemus. He said, to see the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. He says it so clearly a little bit later. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. Because, see, Jesus threw himself against the hordes of hell, and he defeated them. He threw himself against death, hell, and the grave, and he overcame. Because he is the Son of God come to rescue us.
Let's stand together today and let's pray. Prayer teams, if you would, come on down to the front right now. Lord, as we bow our, our heads before you, I thank you on this Mother's Day, Lord, for the love of mothers. But today, I thank you especially for, the, for your love for us, that you loved us so much that your son came. And Lord, we want everyone here to know today, everyone clearly here today, we're here because a mother gave us birth. That's the one thing we have in common. And when we're in heaven, the one thing we'll have in common is that Jesus gave us new birth. That we, re that we put our faith in him and our trust in him. And if we spend eternity separated from you, we'll have one thing in common. We rejected his free gift. And so today, Father, I pray that every one of us would know our condition before you clearly. Those who are born again, who put their faith in your Son, that today they would rejoice, that as we would thank our mothers for their care and love for us, that we would thank you for your care and love for us. And that, Father, Today, if we stand here and know our condition and we know it's not right with you, that we would know right now it can be. Your arms are open wide to us. None of us have wandered too far. Nobody's guilt is too deep. We're not too stained. But you came to rescue us. And as Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave, he'll defeat anything that, that grips us and set us free. So now, Lord, move in every heart and move in every life, we pray. In Jesus' name. Every head remain bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. Just say, Pastor, today, I, I need to put my faith in Jesus. Maybe you've heard this story many times. Your loved ones have told you. You've wandered. You know you need to get right with God. Or maybe this is your first day hearing this story, but it's, it's time today to put your faith in Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. If that's you, will you just raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, pray for me today. I want Christ in my life today. Just raise your hand real high for just a moment. We're going to pray for you and then we're going to dismiss this service in just a second. Across this room, will you raise your hand and say, pray for me. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else today, you'll raise your hand and say, pray for me today. Hallelujah. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else today? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Anyone else? Hallelujah. Let's all pray this prayer together today. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I put my faith in Jesus to be the Savior of my heart. I put my trust in Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And I ask you to help me to live for Him 
who died for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for everyone in this room once again today. For those those who just raised their hand, that in these next few moments they'll sense your assurance in their life. For others that should have, that, Father, your convicting power, your loving power, will continue to speak to them about their need to surrender their life to you. For all of us that know you, Father, let the love of your Son be so deeply in our heart that, Father, we must, we would be, Father, at a point where we must speak to those that we know don't know you and share faith with them. Now, Lord, I know there are other needs in this place, people with facing illness or big decisions, other issues in life that need prayer today. And, Lord, we believe that you move to meet all needs. So today, Father, as we open these altars in these next few minutes, we just pray you would meet us here. In Jesus' name, amen. Our worship team is going to sing a song, and as they do, if you have any need at all, whatever you may be facing in life, I want to encourage you to step out and come down and let somebody pray with you today. If you raise your hand for salvation or you needed to, You step out and you come. You let somebody pray with you. We've got a gift for you. We're going to help you in your walk with Christ. But whatever you do today, have a great Mother's Day. Celebrate your mom. If you're around somebody at all whose mom is gone, you'll know you need to celebrate your mom today. Celebrate her a little bit. And if your mom is gone, honor her and bless somebody this week. Amen. As we sing this song, if you have a need, come down and let somebody pray with you today.